Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the fix squad. The fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Got him. Look, real hip hop revealed that a fix. Pure, you can fill it in the mix. Finally, stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beats, balls, and life. Giving them truth in it. Screaming revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting. Everything that we do clutch. Another reason to turn the volume up. Shit, know what we stand on. Solid ground when we land. Say it's no use. The culture was out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days with the sunshine. Any good news, I'm proof that it's living. Yeah, revolving the art, the shock. Oh, with it, keeping the beats on the block. Don't miss it. Welcome. To the city stand up. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa rain here. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paste better. The fix is in and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets and money is the fruit that they seek, so tell me whose face do they seek? Yes, sir. You're now tuned into The Fix, your source for faith infused hip hop, RB, and poetry. Right here on Sirius XM, Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio. It's your boy DJ Focus checking in. And it's your girl, Dice Gamble in the building, checking in on this Thirsting for the Lord Thursday. The, and his righteousness. And his righteousness. That's right. That's right. Y'all better wake up, wake up. You know, we, we play Christian hip-hop here. Let's be very clear. Christian hip-hop, faith-infused hip-hop. Mm. But but it is a time for worship. And we say thirsting for the Lord for a reason. Mm-hmm. And absolutely, I, I think there are certain Christian hip-hop songs where you, you, know, you still can get to that place. But it's nothing like going back to some of the hymns, some of the traditional gospel hymns and just sitting <clears throat> in the presence of God. That's a whole nother vibe that I want people to like really tap into dice. That's why we talk about prayer so much here on the show mm-hmm. because I was once again, until I was trained and mm-hmm. taught, I, I was missing out. I, I promise you, I wasted probably 20 years of church life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like just lack of not knowing things. Seriously. Like, mm-hmm. Not, not really knowing. Like went, went to all the vacation Bible schools and all the, the. I was in the choir and was a part of the youth ministry and all that. And I promise you, I didn't really start getting a real relationship with God. I feel like until I was like twenty seven, twenty eight. <laughs> said I went to all the vacation Bible schools. I'm sorry, I got stuck right there because that was like the jam. That was like if you had a church that had a vacation Bible school, that was like. But I didn't learn anything. So my thing is, yes, I we had fun. We played. Did you make I, anything? What did nothing. you make? What was your favorite thing you made? Everybody knows something that was their favorite. And I'm going to tell you mine. It was like a baby food jar. And then we had them little triangular beads that the sisters used to put on their hair. And then we glued them around. And that was my favorite thing that I made vacation Bible school. Yeah, we had craft. We did. We get arts and craft stuff, but for the most part, to be honest with you, yeah. I, I, I enjoy. No, we 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 uh we we made a uh, we built part of a go kart. Of course, the, the the elders and the the deacons, you know, they they really put it together. But we helped with that. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, guys, I was hanging out eating fried chicken and playing <laughs> basketball and football. Like yeah, it's 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 so. I don't, once again, maybe yours was different, but it was just basically summer uh, <laughs> camp. Let's be very clear summer at the church. Camp, at the summer church. camp at the church. That's all it was. I mean, I mean, that was my experience. So all right, my thing right. is, 
I didn't really feel like they, I'm, they, we talked about the Bible, but I don't really think like I, you know, mm-hmm. absorb, you know, the knowledge of mm-hmm. anything until I, I was grown. I, I'm serious when I say I was 20, I was 27 years old before I, I really knew how to pray effectively. Seriously, that's that's a real thing for me. So like, yeah, I, you know, and some of it got to do with me because yeah, like I say, I, once I became an adult, I, I can't keep blaming other people for me not seeking the knowledge on a higher level if I'm not being taught somewhere. Like so, now it's on me. So yeah, I take I take responsibility. But yeah, I yeah, it was just a it was just a hangout. To hang out with the friends, hmm. play sports. Yes, there was always a church mother there frying some chicken. Let's, I, I, that's why. I, that's why I can't kick this chicken thing now because I've been <laughs> eating it for the, 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 the seventy years. I don't know nothing else but good fried chicken out the grease and a like couple pieces of bread. That's I'm all we be, had. I will be separated from God if I stop eating this fried chicken now. I don't know nothing. They else. go together. They go together. Yeah, yeah. If I can't have it fried, sometimes I eat it back every now and then. I, like I like a rotisserie. I get that's it. Hilarious. But my preference, no. Yeah, I, fried this, chicken. Man. I like. Fried fried chicken and fried fish let's be very clear hot out that grease with a mm. piece of bread mm. i'm gonna get out your way i'm gonna go sit down you ain't gonna hear nothing else out of me <laughs> you know I, I i made a joke one day me and my husband were talking about breakfast and dinner and lunch and obviously we were raised very differently because i said man i remember going to school with a pork chop in between two pieces of white bread for breakfast uh-huh I was like, it was whatever you had to eat. Like, it wasn't like you, you may have gotten you a good breakfast, but my mom was not buying the cereal and stuff. I know we're doing a nice little segue from uh, God and His righteousness to cereal, pork chops, and white bread. But the point is, God is good. And uh, I love the fact that you brought up the hymns because sometimes I do think you need to go back a little bit. You need to know where you're from, you need to know the things that God has brought you through to sometimes even appreciate his righteousness, you know, um, on this thirsting for the Lord and his righteousness day. But mm -mm, I'm glad you brought that up about the hymns because I know when I'm stuck, stuck, I go back to what I used to hear my grandmother singing. Mm -hmm. She played for the church, but every morning she would wake up and she'd be playing the uh, piano or the keyboard and she would just be singing, singing like the whole neighborhood would hear her uh, going into uh, praise and worship. That's how I was, you know, raised. So I really, really appreciate um, you talking about hymns. I don't even know if some of these younger kids know what a hymn book is. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, we praying for them. We I don't even know. I don't even know. We start giving them away on here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we start giving them away. Yeah. Oh, Once again. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Once again, you're tuned into the fix. And of course, our mission is to expose the culture to positive but relevant music that keeps Jesus Christ at the center of the message. Listen, we got a special one for y'all today. The 38th mm-hmm. annual Stellar Awards are going down next weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got a celebrity basketball game that Dice and I are playing in. And we're going to get one of the losers uh, from the other team on the line this morning. Uh, he's a. Yeah, he, he he's on uh, the losing team. He's on uh, Dr. Jamal Bryant's team. So, yeah, listen, uh, I know you're listening to Mally, but we love you. But uh, you're going to get buckets first. Let's be very clear. <laughs> and, and if you come in that paint, listen, I, I got a Matumbo rule, not in my Ooh. house. So, Ooh. yeah, I, I'm, I'm letting that be said already. They already talking junk about us, talking about they're going to whoop us by 20. I mean, yeah. just, just, just disrespectful. I, I can't wait to meet a lot of these uh, saved men in person. Let's see how saved you is when I bust your mouth open with this jump in your mouth that's all i got to say but our brother listen let's be very clear one of the most talented in all seriously one of the most talented artists 
of gospel time. I'm serious. I'm going to snap him like that. He has done a little bit of everything on the gospel side. He's made R&B projects. He's done Christian hip hop. Mm. He's a Grammy award winning uh, uh, singer, songwriter, producer, musician. Mally Music will be joining us for the spiritual detox. Mm. And I'm telling you, you don't want to miss it. So tap in with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, this real talk conversation, Dice, we got to talk about it. Uh, I know I we I talked off air about it, and I was like, Dice, let's, let's have that, let's have that talk because uh, I think it's so important. I know women and ladies in my life were so important on praying. So yes, our real talk conversation today, we're gonna talk about the power of a praying woman today. And uh, you know, Dice gonna be in rare form, so she she got her Bible, she got her stories. No, I, and I got a few stories I'm gonna share too as well. Now, now you you be killing me downplaying. You know you about to go off. Mm-hmm. They, the, the people know what they come for. They come to hear you go go off. So yes, mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about the power of a praying woman today. Okay. Shouts out to my mama in heaven. Shouts out to my grandma in heaven. They mm-hmm. always prayed for me. They always laid hands on me. And um, I promise you, I wouldn't be uh, in the place I am now without them praying for me. Because uh, yes, I had some seasons. Where I was a little raggedy and wasn't representing the body uh, like I should have been representing the body. That's just being honest. Keep it locked. You're tuned into The Fix. Then The Fix is in. New videos, music, articles, devos, and more. Stay connected. Get the app now so you don't miss a thing. Visit holyculture.net. Welcome back. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into The Fix, your source for faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry right here on Sirius XM, Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio. Y'all know what time it is. Stop playing. It's time for our spiritual detox. And let's be very clear, man. I, I got one of my brothers on. And when I tell you, uh, he's been doing powerful things. Uh, you know, it, it, when you talk about, you know, producers, musicians, singers, urban gospel, listen, is he R&B? Is he pop? Listen, is he hip-hop? Is he trap? He does it all. I promise you, he's never stayed stuck in a box. And I'm just so excited just to have him on to talk about everything he has going on. But I will say this. I am going to get this disclaimer. He got a lot of good stuff going on, but he got one bad thing coming going on. Uh, next week, let's be very clear, the 38th Annual Stellar Awards are going down. And he playing on the celebrity basketball team for the wrong team, though. Let's be very clear. So, yeah, I, I ain't played last year, but I, I'm on the right team this year. Shouts out to uh, Bishop Marvin Sapp for picking me up. Uh, but so yeah, uh, it's, it's gonna be a friendly little war uh, on that court next week. But uh, listen, I, I'm excited about all the super dope music he does and everything he does. So without further ado, let me welcome in the Grammy Award winning Mally Music. What's going on, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> DJ Focus, what's good? World, what's good? It's the boy Mally Music right here. I'm coming in live from that beehive straight to y'all. What's good? And DJ Focus, I got to tell you off rip. You finna get that work. You saying we on the wrong team when we won last year. How y'all contending talking trash? Listen, I ain't played last year. That, so that's 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 the nature of the beast. I'm a competitor. I've been doing it a long time, just like you. So all I all, all I gotta say, we play two different positions. But if you come in that paint <laughs> when I'm down there, I, I got that uh, Matumbo rule. No, I'm, no, I'm no, no not there, in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give you some love. Hey, hey, listen, nah. listen. Uh, on, on the back end, if I come out there and check you on that perimeter, you probably could take me to the hole. Nah, I listen. Nah. I'm gonna give it to you. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it quiet how I'm coming, but I got some issues about this band tag event. All right, so you know we got the drafts. We got a couple of new pickups. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was a couple mm-hmm. of names that was bothering me on there. You get what I'm saying? And I was waiting for the chance to express this. This is the perfect medium. All right, a couple of weeks ago, I was trying to find out who. What is it? Damon Thompson. Damon Thomas. Yes. The only one of the only melanin recessant brothers on the flyer. Okay? <laughs> so I needed 
I needed understanding how, okay, what's going on here? Either he could ball, either he could pay, or what's going on. So I guess I can't wait to see what Damon do, and he on my team. So I'm expecting some playmaking. But on Marvin Sapp's team, and that's the team who lost, y'all didn't pick up a gospel artist. Y'all didn't pick up, y'all picked up a basketball player. I got an issue with that. For example, if if it's an amateur night and y'all just out there trying to do some little singing, some doo-wops, don't invite me to compete because y'all going to lose. Feel me? I do this on a professional level. So how are we going to bring gospel singers, Jay on my team, Jay Williams 411. We got Jokia on my team too. And y'all got a basketball player on y'all squad? Who, you talk, who, who, who are you referring to? Look at the flyer, bro. It's the only person stretching on the flyer. Everybody else got smiles, plaques, and microphones. This dude is on the ground looking like Dwight Howard. <laughs> I go to his Instagram. All his pictures are basketball. What's going on here, bro? Y'all got tank. Y'all got tank on y'all team, though. He's a former. He's a former NBA player. If I'm not mistaken, didn't he play in the league for real? The point. If if the Lakers are playing and Fantasia on the court, who's out of who's out of who's out of? <laughs> so I'm trying to find out what y'all doing. Y'all trying to win for real? Listen, it, it, it's it's going to be a competitive game. That's all I know. It's going to be a competitive game. It, it, it's been trash talk, and we go keep talking trash. And, and, and like I keep telling people, listen, it's going to be buckets, buckets, and bloopers. So get ready. <laughs> hey, health insurance brought to you by Aflac. If you need anything, you need. <laughs> Medical insurance brought to you by. <laughs> listen, you better come prepared. Bring all your good stuff. We, listen, we already said, bring your icy hot, bring your pain pills, bring whatever you all, need, man. because yeah, it's all and all. There ain't yeah, no excuses. When you get on that court, let's do we it. need yeah. it all. <laughs> listen, but talk about this is your second time playing in the celebrity basketball hey. game. Talk about the importance of having something like this attached. Thank you. Shout out to Lamont Saunders, Bear Tag Entertainment, and shouts out yeah. to the Stellars for uh, uh, really understanding what this means means what does this mean to you and the culture in general it means a lot we've been really working hard to just really pick what is the gospel culture up and there's been a couple of things we know we lay hands you might get a to-go box or some greens or something you definitely gonna get some oil on your head you forgot they put that cross on you and you're in the club that night <laughs> but right. we don't necessarily walk with you outside of the culture unless you you know it's creflo dollar something on your tv trying to take your money like it used to be back in the day so I really feel like it's just really alive post pandemic for us to come and touch people where they are. I was in the first bear tag, you know, basketball event, which is cool. Shout out to Lamont. He got a single. His songs busting. I'm really excited about what he's doing in gospel as well. And the fact that entrepreneurially we got gospel artists who are mixing up and doing things. I feel that's what it takes. So I'm grateful to be a part of it. Grateful to come back. You know, um, the energy was incredible. The cameras, the people. You know, there was music. It felt like we were at a real pro-am event. So, you know, I'm really excited. We had people that were turned away. You know, I hope that we, you know, made some provisions for that, you know, because it's a it's a demand for this. And we had a lot of fun. So I'm grateful to be a part of it right after we go to the Stellar's All Sore. <laughs> so I feel like it's a part of the culture and the youngin's going to come in and it's going to um, get more exciting throughout the years. By the time we at five, year 10, you know, telling who's going to be playing. 
Yeah, that's real. That's real. Listen, if you have not uh, got your tickets already, please go to Stellar.com. Get your tickets. Like Mally said, we we that, if I'm not mistaken, they, uh, Lamont said they turned over over 300 people yeah. last year. So this event will sell out. All roads lead to Vegas next week. Uh, like I say, the celebrity basketball game, and there's so many other tons of events. Listen, talk about this stellar experience. Like you, you know, this, you're not new to this. This is something you've been doing for a while. Mm-hmm. Talk about just the whole stellar experience, uh, from your first time to where we are now. What, what do you think the culture and the state of the stellars is? Well, it's a powerful sentiment to me now. Before coming up when I was young, I just saw it as an award show, something I wanted to be a part of. You know, you got Karen Clark there, the Clark sisters, you got Donnie there. So it seems like if you're doing anything in gospel, you want to be a part. But this year, I was able to collaborate with Don, who's the overseer mm-hmm. and, the, you know, just the uh, curator of this entire experience since year one. When he saw a void, there's nobody acknowledging gospel artists. There's so many award shows and he took some initiative, brought some money together, got some partners together. Before you know it, Yolanda Adams standing up there singing. And, um, and those archives are legendary. Those tapes, those uh, playbacks of what has taken place is really cool. I was able to collaborate in Black History Month with Don on the Black History Honors uh, TV showcase where we were able to go into uh, Black history, not just celebrate Black history with concerts and stuff. And I was able to see Don's heart for just our culture, period. It blew my mind. I was able to see his swag, the depth of his uh advertising you know resume and his like where he's come from all the money that's behind making this happen it's a it's a massive massive investment and i'm really grateful to be close to don during this and just want all of his dreams and visions to come to you know success and flourishing now as time goes by and through delegation with him partnering with people like me we get more opportunities where the culture gets youthful in it starts to change and it starts to reach down to the lower pegs as you know as those who age sit down with wisdom we go out and reach more so i love that there's hip-hop i love that there's r&b sounding tunes like man we was on i love that the production at the stellars is crazy all the holy ghost folk don't like the fact that our stage production is comparable to the grammys you know they just kind of like white lights and sing about jesus (laughs) So it's just really cool. All the alluring things we've gone to being a part of the sellers is cool as I watch the fashion dynamic rise up. You know, it's a little more than suits going down. You get what I mean? Um, As you know, the fashion eye comes in and uh, we get poets, we get artists, we get entrepreneurs. We start to tap into millionaires and people who understand the dollar. So I feel just gospel is like the last bud of what is like a hip hop culture. There was hip hop, there's pop, there's country. And all the people inside of it support it. I feel that now, with so many people coming back to the culture and the success that we're having in the world, the money and the care that we can put into the culture is making it shine. We could afford for our dreams to happen. And that's what the sponsors and the sellers represent to me. Talk a little bit more about that. I love that you brought up the money aspect and the business side of it. We know we've been doing it for ministry for years and we're going to continue to do it. All of us are called to do what God has told us to do. But I think uh, the business side has finally caught up and people are seeing the value in investing in DJs, artists, producers on this side. So speak to that because you do it all. You produce on both sides, mainstream as well as gospel. You in all these different circles. Speak to the power of that. It's very important. It's actually what most people are looking at. Um, The believers are trying to see how many souls got saved 
And then you got somebody in business trying to see how many souls came. <laughs> you know, how many souls bought tickets. And it does matter. We're like, oh, it was a powerful move of God. But if it's 15 thousand of us with a powerful move for god that means that somebody bought some water somebody bought some food somewhere you get what i mean like not only are we about to celebrate gospel in vegas we're about to bring hundreds of thousands of dollars rooms flights you know like you know our culture we need to tap into the fact that we bring money everywhere we go once we do some type of mega fest in dallas gospel just it's gone like if we go to nashville you see just we got bread and I think that that's a very powerful thing that the coaches you just can't deny. You could deny belief in our God. You can deny our Christ. But, you know, but we do be pulling up in Maybachs and, you know, it'd be some private jets from here. And I just love that that speaks to the uh, culture of the people who need to see that. Now, that's not for everybody, but some of us really do appreciate it. And um, at the you end of the day, a lot of the people who have gotten out of gospel like, I don't know why Lil Rodney left church. Why Arrow always leave church? The talented and the gifted, they get financed by people who appreciate their labor more outside of the church. And so how can they turn down making $80,000 doing what you won't give them $18 to do at your ministry? You get what I'm saying? So now that churches are finding that out, now that gospel is finding that out, we're able to pay the labor and the worker for the hire to keep our success going. Listen, you're tuned into The Fix, your source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. We got to go to a quick break. We're coming right back with more from the Grammy award-winning Molly Music. Keep it locked. You're tuned into The Fix. You know The Fix is in. Welcome back. DJ Focus, Stice Gamble. You tap back into The Fix, your source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. Still got the super talented Molly Music kicking it with us. Uh, listen, Molly, talk about it. Uh you know, I, I really believe like the second coming was like your breakout album for me. That was like my first experience, my first walk through you. If I'm not mistaken, I think you were like 16, 17 years old yeah. when you dropped that record. So speak to the power of listen, you've been around a long time. You've been doing music a lot of time, a long time. Um, I love the fact that, you know, um, you talk, I, I think I saw uh, before that you spoke about your relationship with Mr. Dale and just different um, uh, artists and, and being able to infuse your music. Speak yeah. about your creative process a little bit where, you know, you have the hip hop element, you have the R&B element, sometimes the pop. Speak yeah. to not being stuck in a box and being able to express yourself musically and being bold about it. I, I right. think I know you've gotten flack. I know you've gotten, you know, critics over the years say you shouldn't do it. But what has kept you in that place to where, you no, know, you stayed authentically you and created the music God told you to create? Oh, this is cool. I pray for the anointing to answer this question. Um, what people can understand me. But you said earlier that I dropped the first album when I was 16. I'm not 16 now, so I've been over in the professional vibe for over 21 years, maybe 20 years. <laughs> so I've seen so many phases. And my initial arena for making music was church. I'm six years old, seven years old, mama taking you to church. That's where I'm hearing harmonies. That's where, I'm, that's where it's spread. I minister music by 11. So the place that I'm thinking about is the congregation. The congregation has a mindset. The congregation has a demand. They have things that they need. Songs like Yahweh are birthed. Songs like All I Have to Give are birthed. Songs like Conqueror are birthed. That was the arena and the time. Once I got signed, I started singing on stages that where people didn't know the Lord. And I couldn't get on the mic and say, come on, give God a hand of praise. Come on, uh-uh, right where you are, touch your neighbor and say. People would look at me like, yo, why is this man telling me what to do like this? They used to me telling 
people telling them, say, yo, get up right now, put your hands up and get with. They don't care, you know, just the swag. So I'm trying to find out those dynamics. And I, and as I would get exposed to these different places by God's grace, I would learn what would work and what wouldn't. A lot of us see uh, pastors inside the church come and visit. Sometimes a pastor may not know his audience and then he comes to a visiting church and it doesn't really hit, you know, the same way that it might at his home church back in the woods somewhere. But now that he's come to the city, he's coming to New York. A lot of the people in this church have, the, you know, they're not from the backwoods. They want to hear if you know the word rightly, not necessarily if you can give it in a country way. You get what I'm saying? So those me being exposed to different people, Mr. Dell, who was in hip hop. So now I, I, I needed the word, but I didn't necessarily I needed a different grace, not the grace that I needed to get the message to some youth. And next thing you know, I started getting an opportunity to get on the um these like uh, tours with like Miguel and like J. Cole and the um like the Music Matters showcases and stuff like that. And those were predominantly inside bars, lounges. And where, you know, people were like drinking and smoking and they, and they came to just have a good time with music. They weren't trying to be convicted by what I was saying on the stage. You know, they just wanted to know if it was funky or not. And that was valid. Then I get to a point where I get promoted to where I had to come on TV and I needed a TV song. You know, not necessarily something where I could scream and give God down. You know, I just needed something that was cool. Just sing a song, make sure the lyrics stick, sing the melody and let people be blessed. So I think that I'm sure that my exposure was like a hardcore, like artistic development course by God for me to be able to learn how to be all things for all people, depending on where I was. And there were some people that was like, man, they singing a lot. But, oh, yo, you heard this flow. And next thing you know, it's 14 boys paying attention just because they liked how I turned over and switched flows. OK, so am I just going to try to revert, convert them to amazing grace? Or am I going to write more flows? Over time, as I get older, one flow turn into two, turn into five, turn into six, turn into features, and that's an established muscle of mine. You get what I mean? Now, there's people who are used to, why can't Molly just go back like he used to be? Well, baby, when the last time you've been to church? You don't even go to church no more. You predominantly listen to church online. You stream. You get what I'm saying now? You want technology to advance. So it's the same thing that happened with me. And um, once I got my mainstream deal, I came into contractual agreement to make good music, not gospel music. You get what I mean? Just music that pop, which I feel is a good challenge. Like we have our gospel singers, but can our gospel singers make a good song? That's something we may never know. They they're they will always be too saved to challenge themselves to make a just a good record. Like I'm not even going to mock it, but. As long as I got King Jesus, as long as I got God, as long as I could use the power of God in my message, I could take the light off of me, the light off the song and just make sure you convicted enough to have to buy it. But I don't think that's what, you know, the OGs was thinking about. They just got behind the piano, wrote, sometimes in our lives we all have pain. And it was just strong enough. They didn't have to say God. It was more about somebody to lean on. And I was inspired by those types of things as I'll get exposed to festivals and secular artists who meant well, they just didn't have the anointing. And there's places where I needed to learn the culture more than I needed to like convert the culture. Once I gotcha. learned the culture and was able to get in and infect it, then they became connected to what made my flow different, what made the nuances of what I did different. And then they brought themselves into my culture. And people go deeper into what you're doing when they bring themselves versus when you 
demand them. You get what I'm saying? If you let someone ask a question, they listen better than if you just give them answers off the rip. Feel me? No, that's down. I do feel you, and, and I appreciate you doing that, and I appreciate being bold. You know, you being bold in that area because I, I think you've changed the music. I, I, wow. Seriously, gospel music. I think a lot of artists have been influenced by you, and I think now compared to then, compared to now, I think we have more bolder artists like yeah, yourself. Man. I think of you. I think of Certain Baptist. I think of what Kier Sheer Kelly is doing now, and and I can go down the line. And then listen. Oh, you know, in my arena, Christian hip hop, what Lecrae's doing, what you know D1's what doing, what Bizzle's doing. Like, yeah, we we ain't in no box no more, and we making good quality music. So I'm excited. Come on, I got it before I get you out of here. You got this new banger you just dropped, Ooh, my, my worship. worship. Come on, t- talk about it. Okay. Yo, I'm so excited. I started getting some questions from my fans. I got a lot of fans that came in from Love by You. I got a lot of fans that mess with Steel. I got a lot of people who's like, oh, Molly, they identified me as like an R&B sound. And then when I come live, I'll start singing Yahweh. <laughs> so people say, so Molly, is this next album going to be about love? Is this next album going to be about God? You get what I mean? So I really wanted my first song to be like, talk about my worship. Just to just get all those questions out the way. And everything that you were talking about from the first album coming out when I was 16 um, to right now, there's a lot of people like, well, I don't know what Molly doing. Or, or this dude just came out. Or all this type of stuff. There's a verse in that song that says, since 04, I've been open. Making my boats and coasting. Hit like a wave, you soaking. Walking by faith on the ocean. So a lot of people are trying to find out if it's a worship song when I'm telling them that this is a compilation and a note that it's not only a worship song. It's an acknowledgement that I've been giving God high in decadent worship in your face in the devil face since i dropped it's like not, like right now we're not talking about what lebron did in a game we're talking about scoring king we're talking about scoring champ we're talking about the fact that he made 40 points in so many games that potentially he could, is the best and number one top scorer in the game now we don't take those types of tallies in my genre but all i'm saying is since oh four and it's about if you go to a concert, oh, I didn't know Molly had that many songs, baby. <laughs> so I'm talking about my worship and they all giving God praise. They're all anointed. They're all acknowledging what's going on, whether people understood or not. So I really appreciate the fact that the spirit in me was able to keep that promise to God throughout all this time. So even though people get with it, what they do, some people don't. It's about my worship and the fact that I am choosing to give this to God. Okay, okay, let's go. So, so come on, when the project dropping? Because with a banger like this, Woo. I know you got you got plenty more. You, you just wait. This, this a teaser. This the teaser. Next. <laughs> <laughs> yes, man. September first, the full drop. God be praised is the name of the album. So the name, we got my worship, we got God be praised. I just really am tired of them asking questions about how I'm going to come. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's going to be the Lord. I'm going to be walking with him. But at the same time, I'm in full relationship with Abba. So everything that I deal with, I give to him. Everything that I feel, I write about. You get what I'm saying? But because of God's covenant with me, I always have the victory I expected. So in this um, album, I wanted to come very hard. I teamed up with uh, a lot of my favorite bands, singers, musicians. I asked all of them to meet me in Indianapolis. We met up for 10 days and we recorded the songs live. Wow. Songs like Beautiful, songs like My Worship. I released My Worship because it's one of the only ones that's like a studio vibe. 
um, since we got beautiful and stuff like that, a lot of people just don't even know I play keyboard, guitar. They don't know how I am on stage. It's like I've become this like radio artist to them and they don't know like what the stage means to me. So I said, yo, forget that. And I'm tired of saying people like telling people when they love a song of mine, yo, you got to hear it live. Sometimes they never do. So I just gave it to them on this album live. We ran through some of the songs three times Motown style. You get what I mean? Like some of them, I feel a certain momentum you can reach in the song just on a pass versus trying to perfect it. And I'm so grateful for everybody who showed up for me. I recorded the album in a crib in Indianapolis in the basement. Cause I wanted to play an organ that wasn't in the church. Feel me? We went to my dude George's house, and we asked the same spot I recorded "Let Go," and we went into the house. I'm eating chicken upstairs, and I'm going down right. So it's one of those types of feels. I feel like we got one of the best projects from Lauren Hill from a setting like that. So we forsook the studio and took it to the house. So this that home cooking, baby. Wow, yeah. wow. Which one do you uh, enjoy the most, man? Uh, if you had to pick, would you stay an artist or would you stay a producer? Ooh producer see people don't really know that i'm just producing molly music you get what i mean so like, oh no 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 we know so that listen i'm a dj <laughs> so let yeah yeah the, the, the church folks don't know but the djs we know we really? respect it so so let's talk about your producing bag right now we already know we've already seen uh jennifer hudson uh yeah, saying yeah. y'all in the studio working talk yeah. about that and just building with her and being able to create good music with her Exactly, man. Like, all the songs that I sing are demos that people said I should sing. So, like, if I, like, my worship, I produce that. I don't think that, um, I could send a, uh, invitation out and a producer send me that type of beat. I think they're going to send me, like, Molly Music type of beats. You get what I'm saying? So I have to be able to produce to continue to stretch the envelope because most people are going to be sending tracks from my past eras. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to make the new Jordans, not the classics, bro. But anyway, I'm also a songwriter. I feel all types of emotions. I understand that people don't understand. They're not going to take it from my mouth as a deliverer. So I know who to call. There's some people that's right in that lane. Sometimes, you know, it, it fits perfectly. Uh, great relationship with Jania Aiko. Whenever she gets in the creative process, she makes sure she gives me a call and say, Molly, you got any heat? Or listen to this or... You know, that's really cool. And there's countless people inside the game that I don't say because I like not being known in those circles. But I'm in the rooms. You know, I'm, I'm writing those tunes and my melodies abound. Um, but also all the stuff that I'm doing with Molly Music is like a microcosm of the things that I'm excited to do for other artists. And um, this album is the second from my label, K Approved. And finally, I'm open to signing artists, putting the artists out. And making this thing go to the next level. I'm kind of done. So I'm really excited about delegating and making the next stars that's going to take this thing to the next level. All right, listen, Molly, yeah. I appreciate you rocking with us this morning, man. Uh, definitely looking forward to seeing you next week, man, in Vegas. Listen, tell the people how they can connect with you, follow you on all your social media platforms. And please introduce your latest single, too, as well. Man, got you. And it's all love, DJ Focus. I appreciate the opportunity. Glad to be here on The Fix because it's real. What's good, world? It's your boy, Molly Music, right here. Please follow me. That's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everything. At Molly Music, M-A-L-I-M-U-S-I-C, no spaces. See everything we're doing. Once you tag and get onto my Instagram, you'll see all the ads and promos for my new single, My Worship. And it's busting on the playlist right now. That's Spotify, that's iTunes, that's Amazon. I'm so appreciative to all the love and support. So I encourage everybody to go. Give it two listens, no skips, and tell the boy what you think about it. 
talk about my worship? Okay, let's get it. <laughs> Keep it locked. You tune into the fix. You know the fix is in. God be praised. Holy Culture Radio is operated by the CoreLink Solution, a 501c ministry dedicated to empowering people to reach their potential. If you feel led to contribute to this mission, visit www.holyculture.net slash donations. Welcome back. Welcome back. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix. Your source for faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. And it's time to get real in these streets today, Dice. And, uh, oh... Another, another one, another one for me. I, I, I promise you, uh, I brought this topic up, but I know um, you're gonna go in on this one. Um, I, 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 listen, today's real talk topic. We're gonna talk about the uh, power of a praying mother. And mm-hmm. um, I, this one, this one was when I saw this. Uh, I actually saw an article, and uh, I saw an article that was in um, about the ChristianHeadlines.com, and it just talked about how most Americans raised by Christian moms are still Christians today. They actually did a poll and I know we'll bring up some of those stats a little bit later, but th- this is once, once again, this, this just hit me different because, and I probably, it probably hit you the same way too as well. But I just remember yeah. I grew up in a household to be honest with you. My mom was the spiritual one in the, in the household. Let's be very clear. My dad, um, I told you he came up as a, um, uh, pretty much a Catholic. He went to Catholic school, private school all his life until his high school. I think the last two years of high school. So his, his faith was in the Roman Catholic Catholic belief. So yes, you know, I even went to some private school in, in my grade school uh, years. And then once I got to middle school, went to public school, but I, I, I promise you the way my dad showed his spiritual beliefs compared to how my mom showed <laughs> Her spiritual belief mm. and praying, oh, they were they were night and day. Let's be very clear. And I'm not saying my dad wasn't spiritual. Bless, bless you. I know he's looking down from heaven, but no. My mom was that mom that was walking around that house five o'clock in the morning, literally praying out loud. Hey, and listen, waking everybody up. Mm. <laughs> Speaking in tongues, praying, mm. intercede every morning. When we got up in the morning, it was very clear. Did you pray? She don't even mm-hmm. want you to go brush your teeth. You can't use the bathroom. You can't do. Did you pray? Don't walk out that room without mm-hmm. praying and thanking God for waking mm-hmm. you up another day. So that's that's why I wanted to hop in this conversation. Just the importance of a praying mother and also a mother that shows not only her kids how to pray, but I would argue to as well. And, and we'll get into that a little bit later. I, I, I'll say I'll show, uh, talk, give some stories and some testimonies on how my mom's faith shaped my dad to leaving the uh the catholic faith and becoming a believer uh a follower of jesus christ in the christian faith that's awesome that's really awesome and uh i mean we wouldn't even have you focus probably if if, (laughs) we wouldn't have you if your if your mom hadn't had that you know i mean it's crazy because I'm, i'm guessing she probably got that from her family you know what i mean her her parents and and all that um absolutely i wasn't my grandma was. I, 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 yeah no I, my mom wasn't like that you know the person the prayer in our family was my aunt zelma you know and i tell people right now like she is a prayer is a prayer warrior uh even to the point i have her on my last album but i i just kept telling everybody i said man if anything happens to me if i go in a hospital or if i'm unconscious uh just go get her well, that just shows just, still the power yeah, of a okay. praying woman, though. So even yeah, 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 she's, still, yeah. she's still yeah, somebody, yeah, yeah. mama. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, she's my, uh, you know, my father's uh, sister. 
but she was the example for me and yeah definitely like if I was the devil I would be so afraid of her <laughs> like, I, would, I would be like yo if I rolled up and a Zeke was in the room I would definitely just turn around I'd be like yeah no we ain't getting nowhere in there <laughs> and that's that's just what it is I love that you have this topic um the power of a praying woman because I'm not saying women are better prayers than men, but I will say that 75% of the church is, it consists of women. You know what I mean? And like I, I brought it up before, not to mention that women were the last thing that God made, but God entrusted women to carry for 40 weeks another human. I can't even imagine how many times my parents were praying while I was, you know, in my mom's stomach. Like, and I've been pregnant before and I know it is a constant prayer sometimes. I mean, all day. I'm just, just to get through your day as you have two heartbeats, which is an absolute God thing. Um, I love the fact that Hannah, you know, as we all know from the Bible, Hannah, she was married. She couldn't have any kids. You know, she let her husband have another wife. You know, back in the, the day, if you didn't have any kids, you were considered, a, you know, unsuccessful. You didn't have the favor of God in your life. Like, so back in the day, they were always trying to, you know, get some offspring. And I love the fact that Hannah prayed for a son and she prayed that she would give him back to the Lord. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is... I had the same prayer. I was like, man, God, if you give me a son, I'm definitely going to give him back to you. Meaning I'm going to make sure that I am praying over his life, constantly leading him your direction. You know, like he, his life won't be to glorify me. I'm not trying to live vicariously through him, but if I get that opportunity, I want him to be reared in you, you know, filled with your life, your happiness, your hope and your joy. So, um, yeah, Hannah, I, I love it because she was definitely one of who she even went to the temple crying. They thought she was drunk for those of you who don't remember the story because she used to just be sobbing so uh, overwhelmingly heartbroken. It's first Samuel uh, chapter one, verse 17 is where the story is. But we have a lot of moms in the Bible, Ruth. I mean, we could go, we could go down and list Sarah, you know, like women have been prayer warriors forever. The mother of Samson, um, Elizabeth, Mary. All the Marys, you know, Anna the prophetess. Um, women have typically been the one believing God for a change in the Bible. I can't count how many times men were praying for anything. No slight to you. But they was out there doing the work. And I'm talking about before Christ. You know what I mean? Like women were often found praying for change, praying for their communities, praying for their families, you know, Um there is power in prayer, but there is a different power. I truly believe in a mom's prayer. I think we're all, uh, as parents, for those of you who are parents, you're just connected to your child. You know, like, even if you don't want to be, like, God will speak a word to you, man. And you just, I promise you, if you just begin praying, that kid will call you, like, in two weeks and be like, man, I was really going through on Tuesday and then something broke. It's like, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Me and Jesus broke that because God was like, I needed to go follow my face real fast for you. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. I just began praying because God had you on my heart. Like, you better start praying right now. And there's power in prayer, you know. I mean, as, about, as we always sing, wonder work and power, you know, wonder work and power. It is wonder work and power. But I, I know for a fact that parental power 
especially from a woman, it's just so different, man. It is so different. So shout out to all my praying women. Absolutely. Definitely shout out to all the praying women. And you're right. It, it does hit different. When, when I tell you there was a certain, I, I knew, I knew early it was something different, but I didn't understand mm-hmm. it. So like I told you, we talked a little bit about it yesterday, just in general on the Holy spirit and understanding of the Holy spirit. But one yeah. thing that, that I did identify with is that, yes, I knew similar to what you said with your aunt. When mm-hmm. my mom started praying, it wasn't oh, a yeah. joke. Like no we, didn't, we didn't, we didn't laugh. We knew we got serious. My mom okay. was very serious about when you sat at the table too as well. And we prayed over food. You, you bet not lift that fork. You better not even Mm-mm. take a little, a little Mm-mm. piece of that roll Mm-mm. before you get, you say grace and thank God mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. are blessed to have another meal and the importance of understanding that she's the first one that, that, that really uh, taught me. Somebody woke up today, maybe homeless and doesn't even have a meal to eat. You mm-hmm. need to be grateful that you have something. It might not be what you want. But you have something. Mm-hmm. Somebody today woke up this morning because uh, we, we, we did a lot of outreach. Couldn't even bathe. Couldn't mm-hmm. even brush their teeth. Didn't even have a, a, a warm bed with mm-hmm. a blanket to put over them last night. They slept up under a bridge. They slept mm-hmm. behind a dumpster. So my mom always took it back to prayer to say, we need to pray for the less unfortunate that they can get back on their feet. We need to continue to pray that God doesn't put us in a place to where something uh, overtakes our mind to where we get in a place to where we lose sight and we're not mm-hmm. able to take care of ourselves, whether it be, you know, going to work and the things you need to do to make sure you take care of yourself. So mm-hmm. it always pointed back to pray, pray, pray mm-hmm. without God's presence. Mm-hmm. You, you're nothing. <laughs> My, and she used to say it just like that. She's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm nothing without God's presence. And we mm-hmm. talked about that, too, as well. Just the importance of understanding how to be in God's presence and God's presence over your life. What, what that exactly means. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I love the fact my grandmother, too, as well. And, I, and I'll bring up my grandmother. She was another one who I saw always praying. Always. Mm-hmm. My, my grandmama used to have this rock when she prayed. It was a rock. And mm-hmm. it was like, you know, she kind of like, you know, kind of kind of like, you know, kind of just, yeah, just went into mm-hmm. a place. She would always start prayer off like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, then she mm-hmm. would just go, you know, speaking, speaking it, speaking it. Mm-hmm. My, my, my grandmother was big on casting out things, calling things mm-hmm. that they're not like she mm-hmm. was big on that. So, mm-hmm. yes, I, once again, I, my example, all the, the women in my family were the example of the power of a praying mother and the importance mm-hmm. of a praying woman so yeah it, it impacted my life to a whole nother level and it's funny we'll dive into uh um the fact that um i, I want to dive into the fact that i didn't understand until i was a, a, a adult and and the studying that i did on prayer uh when we come mm-hmm. back listen dj focus dice gamble we talking about the power of a praying woman this morning Come on, tweet somebody. I know it's a a lady listening or a a, a woman listening that might need this convo today. We got to go to a break. Mm. We're coming right back. Keep it locked. You're tuned into The Fix. And The Fix is in. Welcome back. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into The Fix, your source for faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. We're just talking about the day on this Real Real Talk conversation. The power of a praying mama. The power of a praying woman. Mm. And uh, I promise you, Dice, you know that old phrase uh my mama prayed for me or you know somebody you know somebody prayed for me yeah mm-hmm. majority of times when any anytime i heard that i said yeah that was my mama that was my grandmama i i never i never i never understood the importance i'm be honest with you my, my mom and, and i gotta shout her out 
Um, she's in heaven now, but I know she's looking down. I pray. Uh, I'm, I'm doing some things, making her happy because um, mm-hmm. I, I cause her a lot of grief. Not you. <laughs> yeah, I caused her a lot of grief, uh, but but I also did some things as well. I am I'm well in my spirit. I had great conversations with my mom before God called her to heaven. But my mm-hmm. mom really was the one who showed me and my siblings the importance of having an authentic relationship with God mm. and the importance of that, and not to play with it. Like I, I like I said, I brought up you know the fact that uh yeah when we sat down for grace at the table before we blessed the food that was important when we woke up in the morning before you left your room no you had to pray don't even mm-hmm. go use the restroom don't go brush your teeth thank mm-hmm. God that you get a chance to pull your feet off of that bed and put them up and stand up with, in, in your right spirit your right mind your limbs nothing hurt nothing broken. No, you need to thank God for that because he's the only one who woke you up. He could have took you in your sleep. My mom used to say that all the time. He say, don't play games. Yeah, when it's your time, he, he mess around taking you to sleep. So you want to make sure, one, when you wake up, you say that prayer. Two, before you go uh, to bed at night, you say mm-hmm. that last prayer in case it's something that you need to. My mom was big on uh on um, repentance. She's like, yeah, mm-hmm. did you repent? Make sure you mm-hmm. said something uh, before you mm-hmm. close your eyes because that's your last time to, sit, to ask God to you know, forgive you but not mm-hmm. doing what you're supposed to do that day. So she was very big on prayer, prayer, prayer. But like I said, I didn't understand. I think I was about 24, 25. Mm. I was like, wow, it makes sense now. Wow, that one prayer, my, my mom, like you said, as I, I was a kid, I remember maybe 10, 11 years old, she mm-hmm. prayed over me. It's coming to fruition right now when I'm 24, 23 years old. I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. my mom prayed that I would understand this. My mom prayed that I would see this. My mom mm-hmm. prayed that I would be this man. My, mm-hmm. my, 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 my wife does something powerful and, and shouts out to my wife. She's already doing it for our grandson. Shouts mm-hmm. out to uh, uh, our grandson. Uh, he, he, he's Young a blessing. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's my man. But, uh, she 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 has a few things that she she questions him and she she just does it to infirm who he mm-hmm. is. She mm-hmm. asks what kind of man he is. Mm-hmm. And the first thing he said is, "I'm a godly man." Godly man. Mm-hmm. And, and, and she said, "Don't ever don't ever forget that." She say, "Don't you ever forget that?" And my grandson's only six years old right now, and I know for mm-hmm. a fact he's he he will never forget it. Every mm-hmm. time he's in my wife's presence, my wife says, "What kind of man are you?" Because mm-hmm. she wants him to know. No, no. We are believers of Jesus Christ. All our principles, all our foundations, all our moral values, all our understanding comes from our relationship that we grow with Jesus Christ. So we're already putting that in there. My wife, now that's why I'm saying we're talking about praying women, praying uh, mamas. My wife is already instilling that into our grandson as we speak. And, and and it's powerful. I know it's powerful. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I know. I know you got more stories to as well. But you got some of these stats up. Did you did you uh, get a chance to pull the stats up? On just uh, the importance of when you have a Christian mother yeah. in the household. Mm. Yeah. So the state of the Bible report says that 73% of children who grew up in a Protestant home or Christian homes remain Christian or Protestant uh, as they got older, which I was like, wow. But it, ma- it makes it makes perfect sense. Um, like in Proverbs 22 and 6. Um, you need to raise your children in the way they should go. So when they're old, they will not depart from it. So I think women have been eating that verse up forever and literally regurgitating it and making sure that it's imparted in their household. Um, but no, I mean, the survey that we're just talking about from the 73%, that was based out of 2,761 Americans uh, who said, yeah, you know, my mom was a Christian and I am a Christian. I'm still in that faith. You know, my mom prayed and 
and I'm and I'm still in it. So, but it but it but it makes perfect sense. I mean, biblically, well, because we can go back to who was really out there in the streets praying, and it was often first women. I mean, like really praying for their kids to be healed, for their prayers to be answered. The woman with the issue of blood, the woman who prayed for her daughter, you know, like. Mary and Martha praying for Lazarus to be raised from the dead. I mean, like the women were interceding. I think before they even knew fully who Christ was, they were just like, no, like uh, they were praying for God to return, you know? So I just, I I love it. I don't, I don't think it's highlighted enough. You know, I mean, we all, we, of course we got the right, the writers of the Bible and, you know, we always lean on Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Paul and all this and I, I think it's because we don't ever want to, you know, kind of cross the Christian lines of the power of women in the Bible, which, you know, there's this weird thing that still exists in our culture concerning women and teaching. I think we're just now reaching a place where we're not even even yet with men, but, you know, we're we're, we're getting there. So I don't know, man. I, I love this because I'm like, it's refreshing to remember everybody from, uh, like I said, Priscilla to Hannah, who played very early roles in the Bible of praying, like in public, like praying and getting healed, like praying and showing the benefits of God. And I'll be real with you. Jesus always uh, revealed himself to a woman often, like, like from because of her prayer, you know, from the woman at the well to even when he was raised from the dead, the first person he sent into the city was the loud mouth woman who was going to say, he has risen. Don't don't play with me because y'all know I'm out here speaking the truth. <laughs> I'm speaking the truth, you know. So I I don't know. I, I women are just awesome, and like I said, shout out to Bishop C. L. Carter because he was like, I, I he had never been against women teaching in the church. He said, "Man, your first teacher is a woman." There's just an honorable place that God put women in, and I don't think we think about it enough. Like. These women that I create are going to care for every human on earth. If you think about that, every human on earth came from a woman. Facts. Everyone, every, everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I remember my grandmother say gay, straight, crippled or crazy. Everybody came through a woman because that was God's design. And he entrusted all of his creation to a woman. That is insane. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I know there's a different type of power going on in women. I think, um, in all honesty, I mean, we we have to think about a godly thing once a month. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a different connection. You know, like, uh, trust me, men are great. You guys are awesome. But there is something about a woman's prayer. Like, even for me, like my grandparents, like my grandmother, my auntie, like I remember the women really going in. You were talking about them praying in tongues. I, I just was like, man, the earth moves when women, even yes. now, yes. when they pray, <laughs> it, it moves. Everything changes. The whole atmosphere, everything gets shut down quick. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just a very precious thing. And I think that's why men are told it, from God. You need to protect this. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what you get to do. You get to protect. That's your role. Like, your your role is to help, you know, kind of steward that thing. Because that's a that's a that's a whole vibe. I think that's why men want to be protective of their women. They're like, no, no, no. This is this is a God given gift. You know, like, I can't get this in the world. Like, God had to make her. You know, <laughs> like for real. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
God had to make her, okay? And she is special. So, um, yeah, there is a super power that women possess. And when women get together, man, I'm trying to tell you, it's a powerful thing. Um, but yeah, we are, we are very nurturing and caring. And I think that God, obviously he designed us that way, but he knew that. So I think our prayers, they're always heartfelt. You know what I mean? For the most part, at least I'm speaking for myself. I think when women pray, we really are trying to partner with God in a different way where, you know, it's it's typically unselfish. It's typically like, man, mm -mm. like God, I know you're real, you know, but the prep, the power of a praying grandmother or praying mother or praying auntie. I, it hit different. It hits yeah. very, very different. So it hit very, very different. Yeah. Listen, I, I want to share some uh, other uh, pastors, pastors, uh, lady pastors of the Bible. I know a lot of yeah. people oh. uh, don't think that uh, you know women preached or oversaw mm. uh, churches in the Bible. Well, you, you know, you brought it up. You, you brought it up when you, you yeah. just was talking, just saying yeah, that. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, not only Priscilla, you got uh, Phoebe. Um, yeah. You also have Chloe too as well. Um, mm-hmm. If you go to First Corinthians uh, one and uh, eleven, it talks about how the Apostle Paul appointed Chloe to oversee mm-hmm. a church. We know mm-hmm. Phoebe was considered. Uh, a lot of people consider Phoebe as like the first deacon, deaconess, mm-hmm. however you want to say it, of the church, and she mm-hmm. was a lady. And um, yeah, uh, 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 Gaffi too as well. If you read um, uh, Philippians four and two. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, and I know, I know Paul sometimes gets labeled as uh, being anti-woman, but those are three women that Paul, the Apostle Paul, actually appointed to oversee mm-hmm. churches. So mm-hmm. if they oversee in churches, if you want to call them pastor, if you want to call them liaison, whatever you want to call it, they still oversee in the church. So I'm pretty sure they had to share the gospel at some point if mm-hmm. they oversee in the church. So I don't know where this thing came from that mm. women couldn't preach in the church because mm. the Bible has been the same since I picked it up, Dice. So I don't know if this was some type of control mm. thing from male preachers or I think what? Culturally, and then there's an ignorance there, right? So, I mean, any church... But how do, you, how do you look past those scriptures, though? It's clearly in Acts. It's, it's clearly in... Yeah, I can give you the exact scriptures where it says the Apostle Paul appointed Phoebe. The Apostle Paul appointed in Colossians, in Acts, and in Philippians. How do you run past those scriptures? Uh, people run past those scriptures, fuckers. <laughs> but they don't realize women are women are saved, they're loved, they're accepted, they're included. God spoke to women all the time. I, I think, you know, that was one of the things. Even back in the day, like I said, the woman at the well, people were like, what you doing talking to this woman? Like, even when he was like, the woman was getting stoned for getting caught in adultery, you know, people were like, why are you taking up for her? Like, Christ set a huge example of, you will protect these women. Like, these women have been praying for me. Like, you know, when he's like, hey, woman, hey, listen, she's healed. Like, go on. You know, like, I, the faith of women has been proven over and over again. The power of women has been proven over and over again. Like I said, the power that women possess. Let me, let me just be non-biblical for you. One day I was talking to one of my friends and I said, everything a man does is for a woman. Period. Everything a real man does is for a woman. Let me be specific. Everything a man who was born a man and walks in his manhood, he does for a woman. Period. Job. Look. Brushing his teeth. Going to work. The money he's getting. The house he's getting. Because he's like, I am. I want to provide for what? My family. Which is based off me 
meeting a what woman like and and, and y'all can deny this all you want no i just do it for me okay lie to me but i'm a thousand percent sure if god made you a man's man you you most likely are doing 80 percent of your life for a woman you know you are probably using the tools that a woman gave you from cooking to cleaning to caring for your bills you know taking care of you know even if you have kids it's because a woman was like now you need to what's the saying focus behind every good man is what a good, a woman. good woman come on because i'm the like one, for, for the ones who recognize it because that's for the, the thing ones too, who recognize well. it yeah and I'm, I'm not saying that we're above men i'm just saying there is even even christ was clear to point out the value of women so it's like we we just we different man we built different and um you know don't y'all dm me all these men who want to be women i this is not about you it's just whatever god picked god picked and it's different it hit different and it is different and it like i don't know man i i had i think i i didn't get it i'll be real with you focus until i had my son that is really when i was like oh god is on one so you telling me i gotta protect something you telling me i gotta i gotta help guide this thing like you telling me like i'm the gateway for this person like you like you know what I'm saying it was just like it's a heavy weight like when people and so if you see a woman out there surviving and killing the game and praying and speaking in tongues and going to church and leading her family and cooking and cleaning and taking care of her man give her some props give her some props like she's walking in the fullness of who God called her to be um and she's chosen to be a woman and women are beautiful and their and their prayers definitely reach the heavens you know so that's Listen. it that's good. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. We got to go to go to a break. We coming back with closing thoughts. <clears throat> Keep it locked. You tuned into the fix. And the fix is in. Welcome back. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix. Your source for faith infused hip hop, R&B and poetry. And we appreciate y'all waking up with us again this morning. And uh, if you missed it, I promise you, you might want to hit that rewind. Mm. Uh, Mally Music drops some gems. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you talk about, I, I call him the prince of uh, gospel music. He, he's like the prince of gospel music because <laughs> now he is. He, he, everybody knows, you know, he's done some R and B stuff. Mm-hmm. He's done the gospel, the urban gospel. Of course, we know he's done hip hop, but mm-hmm. he's just a super talented artist, producer, mm-hmm. songwriter. He does it all. I remember for me, I think his breakout project was the Second Coming. At least that's when I first got uh, introduced to him. And he was young then, Dice. I think he was only like 16, 17 when that came out. And that thing was straight fire. It was like something different. Um, I appreciate him, too, as well, sharing his relationship that he had with Mr. Dale. Because mm-hmm. uh, him and Mr. Dale connected at a, at a time where it, it was much needed for Mr. Dale. And, and they made such great music together, too, as well. Because he's been featured on multiple uh, Mr. Dale projects, as well as Mr. Dale's been on his projects, too, as well. So... Yeah, shouts out to the Grammy Award winning Mally Music for stopping by Dice. And uh, that new song, My Worship, what you think about that, Dice? First of all, it's fire. Listen, you know, my first introduction to Mally was at the Sea Room in Atlanta, Georgia. And and to to your point, I was like, what in the Marvin Gaye Jesus made? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I was like, who is this dude? And he was just phenomenal. And uh, I and it's so crazy because for all of those you, you who have ever met him, the first time you meet him, you already know. Like, he, this is the situation. <laughs> this is the situation. But he's just multi-talented. And yes, his uh, new music is fire. But I was super impressed when he worked with Jennifer Hudson because I was like, what? <laughs> 
you know, and I really considered him a Christian artist. Um, so when I was like, dude, dude is out here like just taking over the world. But this is what we're called to do. He's a perfect example of that. We talk about it all the time on the show. Just artists who are unafraid, who are unashamed of Jesus. But they're also like, no, I know I'm called to do music. You know, I know I'm called to create. I'm called to be the light. I'm called to be the best version of me. And they don't mind going into different arenas, you know, and and, and things like that. So he's just phenomenal. And y'all need to go download all of his music. <laughs> And stream all of his music. He's definitely somebody who you will not be disappointed in. And he has all different types of music that you could play for anybody. So uh, shout out to Mally. Thanks for coming on the show. And um, yeah, when I'm ready to do that project, I'm, I, I need you in the studio. Okay. I know. I know I ain't Jennifer Hudson, but I, Dice Campbell, need you in the studio, brother. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I intro that new track. I thought you was gonna play a new track for the people today, but you you want me to keep digging in the crate, so I'm gonna keep digging. Then I know you got some bangers over there. You hold well, back. Well, you know, you already know. It's it's it's. You know what? My prayer was, and I was like, Lord, I really wanted to drop something before we went to Vegas, but God is like, just wait. So I'm waiting. So I'm waiting. All waiting right. patiently, bro. Well, shouts out to our brother Mally Music, but we do want to say uh, we appreciate you rocking with us and coming through and talking about all the yeah. good stuff you got going. But you will lose next week. This time oh. next week, I hope you getting up eating you a good breakfast, getting you some protein bars, getting you some Gatorade, because let's be very clear. Buckets, buckets, buckets. That's all I know. That's all I that's all I'm going to do. And I'm eating down low. So, yeah, I, I already told my wife, I said, I, I got at least five to six rebounds where I'm getting buttons yeah, all day. At least, I'm, at trying, least. I'm trying to I'm trying to run the score up. They, they talking about run running, beating us by 20 and stuff. I say, this is so disrespectful. Right. So, Mally, it ain't nothing personal. It ain't nothing Come personal. down that lane and I'm out there. I promise mm-hmm. you, I'm going to try to get my Mutumbo on. Mm. Not not in my house. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah. So, yeah. so don't take it personal, little bro. I, I know. I listen. We love you, but don't. When we step on that court, we we we'll, we'll shake hands afterward. I ain't with this new school stuff, baby. High five and stuff before the game. Mm-hmm. No, no, mm-hmm. no, 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 mm-hmm. no. I see you after the game. We, I feel yeah, that. We, we go get some seafood or something afterwards. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I feel that. I feel that. I'm just elbowing throats because I already know they all protective over their vocal cords. So. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I pray you don't. I pray you don't be elbowing in, in, in their face, Dice. These little short little ladies that you going to—they don't. I don't think they really know your wingspan and how tall you are. Like little Jay talking stuff, and, and Jokia small too. I don't. I just don't understand. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I, I, best believe. Listen, if you're working yeah. on your, your your back down game, uh, yeah, please post up. I promise, I'm gonna move out the way so you can go in the paint eat. God, you, all you need is a spin move. Get, get you a spin, bounce it twice, and spin. You should be a layup. <laughs> they, they ain't blocking nothing. Shouts out to you. We love you, Jay and Joe. We love you. But y'all gonna get buckets too. Yeah, trash talking. Yeah, y'all been trash. Are we talking to? Listen, that's our time for the day. We pray y'all enjoyed that uh, real talk conversation. Uh, the power of a praying woman. The power of a praying mama. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so that's so important, and, and we, we y'all, I, you you brought up the the Proverbs thirty one woman. We gonna oh, have yeah. to talk about that, Dyson. So yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Uh, let, let 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 us know when you know when, yeah, when it's time for us to pull that. that trigger. That's a good conversation sure. to have. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely, I know you'll lead it, but I, I got some I got some things to insert on that because yes, I watched mm-hmm. my grandmother, my mama, Come on now. And my aunties, and it's yes, different. It's, it's different. different. It's, it's different. very different. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. it's different, mm-hmm. especially from 
in the early 80s and 90s compared to what we're living into now. So that's what mm-hmm. I want to let's go back and let's see mm-hmm. how the, the the standard of a woman, the standard of a lady was in the mm-hmm. 80s and 90s compared to what it is now in the in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's totally different. Absolutely. Unfortunately. And it shouldn't be that way, but yeah, it is what it is. Listen, go be great today, kings and queens. We appreciate y'all. Listen, continue to show the love of Christ because that's what Christ would want you to do. As always, uh, oh, sorry, yeah. If you think it ain't the situation tomorrow, pray. I'm praying for you. The winning prescription dropping tomorrow. Ten more bangers, ministry driven, Jesus and trap music, urban gospel, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So yes, we got ten more bangers for y'all. Y'all mm-hmm. know how we do it every Friday. New music know. Friday. Uh, yeah, it, I don't even I, know what to do. Well, I don't know what to do, but I, I'm just like I don't know when they're gonna catch up from listening to music because I know we, it's hard for us to catch up. <laughs> with all the yeah. music so I'm like man I know it takes them a minute to eat this music but yeah tomorrow man you don't you do not want to miss it and y'all pray for us y'all pray for us because we might we might t- take it up to 20 guys. 20 yeah you everything in my spirit that, keeps saying I might take say it up to 20. 20 yeah it's so many bangers so yeah At 20 is easy it's an easy do you know I'm, I don't know if we yeah if we, we want to do it every weekend that's fine but uh so, so I mean, listen, we can, we can do listen, all my it's, listeners listening to us right now, listen to what we're proposing. We're proposing to put 20 bangers in you, uh, in, in front of your ears, mm-hmm. in front of your face every mm-hmm. Friday. Mm-hmm. So just think of a month worth of those bangers. That's 80 different artists, 80 different songs Crazy. that me and Dice say we can do. Okay, stay right there. Okay, so if you know in good conscience and in your whole spirit that we could do and put out 80 new artists a month, who are making this quality music what is god really doing in the body of christ you know showing, what I mean? showing out what are you really doing showing out <laughs> and uh we, we are we doing? are in the midst of that showing out because what he's doing with us and holy culture radio and all the christian hip-hop djs all everybody on this platform mm-hmm. on other platforms listen we're talking about all these different artists we putting out there he's showing out mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah up. Yeah, yeah, Jesus is in. Team Jesus is winning okay. right now. Right now. So yeah, it, it ain't too late. It ain't too late. Hop I on the team. That's Hop y'all on the That's y'all to call. Come on now. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, tap in next uh, Friday. We got the winning prescription. It's gonna be all the way up. New music as well as uh, ten new bangers. We'll uh, talk about and review. As always, remember to stay focused on turning your negative into a positive. Jesus Christ is always the answer. Kingdom advancement should always be the goal. The fix is in. We out. Peace, y'all.